Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Brought to you by Visible Music College and in partnership with the largest online Christian music site new released today, this is Behind the Tunes, and I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Our guest today is Victor Lucas, Nigerian by birth that grew up in South Africa. His journey to the United States is one you're going to need to hear to believe in a childhood story that is beyond your wildest imagination and how Darrell Dream birthed a new one today. You're going to want to buckle up for this one. This is Behind the Tunes. We're here today with Victor Lucas, also known as Vicious Vic. Victor, thanks so much for being here today, man. Yeah, man, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. Now, look, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but I want to, I want to kind of dive into it and, and hear some of your story. You were born in Nigeria. Yes, I was. But you grew up in South Africa. Uh-huh. How? What was the journey from? What took you from Nigeria to South Africa? Okay, so a short version is my parents are missionaries. So um, when I was about two years old, they they were told by, I believe, a prophet that I was going to die if they didn't move to South Africa to preach the gospel. So I think they kind of brushed it off. But a few months later, I got sick, uh, really sick. So they were like, okay, this is probably a sign. (laughs) Yeah. They went to South Africa and um, basically they just started ministering and all that stuff. So they came back to get me a few years later. They thought I was dead. But they, because there were no phones back then, but they, they thought I was dead. Then they saw me. They were like, oh, wow, he's alive. So I joined them in South Africa. And then Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. So they go to South Africa to carry the gospel there. Yeah. Left you behind Nigeria. For how long? I'm not sure. I think it was about two years. So for two years, they thought their son was yeah, dead. They thought I was gone. <laughs> That's unbelievable. This is why I didn't yeah. want to talk about this beforehand, to get this reaction yeah. live. So yeah. they had no idea you were alive. They nah. come back and it's like, you're just wandering around the room? My dad was literally asked his his mother, where is his grave? And she was like, wait, what? Then I walked in that he nearly peed himself. So <laughs> That is unbelievable. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? I have... Um, Two brothers and one sister. I'm the second born. You're the second born. So were the others born in South Africa? Um, they were. We were all. No, they were born in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they come back. Uh, you're not. You're just wandering around eating Cheerios or something. <laughs> and uh, they go to see your grave. And so then you go to South Africa with them. Yeah. Then I go to South Africa. So obviously you don't remember that much part that part of your life when they thought you were dead. Yeah. Um, and so you go to South Africa. So you grow up in South Africa. Uh huh. What was life like for you in South Africa? Oh man, it was it was church all the time. Yeah. Um, my dad was he he went on crusades preaching, and basically that was all all I knew. 
Are they still in South Africa? Um, so my dad passed on 2009. Okay. My mom and my family are still in South Africa, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so you come to the States. Uh-huh. How long have you been in the United States? I've been here since 2016. 2016. Yeah. What brought you to the United States? Um, I actually got here through a soccer scholarship. Okay. Um, I got a soccer scholarship to go to Avila University in Kansas City. All right. So, yeah, I was discovered on YouTube playing soccer. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. So they find you on YouTube. Uh, Why were you... Okay, here's the question. Why were you on YouTube? Okay, okay so um, college, paying for college for me was impossible, and my only skill was soccer. Yeah. So I would upload my videos and send it to coaches but it just wasn't going to happen in the short term and then eventually when i given up some coach from some college out of nowhere <laughs> was like yo come through you know I was like okay <laughs> so you just hop on a plane and come to kansas city kansas city all right did you play soccer what, what was the name of the college um avila university okay kansas city. so did you go play yes um i played there for my first semester um, what it's actually another really funny story. Um, I was redshirted because I was set, I was semi-pro in South Africa, so they were like, "Yeah, you're too, you you can't play here right now. You had to redshirt, right?" So while I was redshirting, I was at a pickup game and I was changing, and when I took my socks off, I hit a table. And I broke a ligament in my toe, so I couldn't play after the first semester. <laughs> so you were done. So, so you were tired was, from soccer at that point. You're done. I was done. I came for soccer, and I was. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so that is uh, okay. So now we're in Mississippi, recording this down in the Delta of Mississippi. Yeah. All right. You come from South Africa because somebody found you on YouTube after you didn't die as a young child. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're in Kansas City after your first semester. You break a ligament in your toe, or tear a ligament in your toe. Yeah. You leave Kansas City at that Kansas point. City, yeah. And go where? Um, I moved to Kansas because at at this point I'm still trying to force my toe to to, to play. So my like my coach knows that I'm good. He's like just keep trying, right? So. He sends me to this college in um, the middle of Kansas called Cloud County. They were num- number six in the country, mm-hmm. so they were like, he was like, they they'll give you a good chance to go pro because I think you you can do it, you know. But I got there and it just kept getting worse, you know. So I basically had to give up on this dream that I had, you know. And then after that, something weird really happened. I was at the point where I had no option, nothing to do, and. The one school that gave me a scholarship happened to be the only school that had the program that I was interested in. Oh, wow. And that was Delta State. They had an entertainment industry program. And to me, it's like, what are the chances that that would happen? The only school that gives me a scholarship (laughs) is the one that has my major. (laughs) So, yeah. So you can't. So how long have you been down here at Delta State University? Um, since the latter half of 2018. All right. Now we'll get to music eventually. <laughs> so, was your goal when you came to the states? Mm. Was it professional soccer? That I I believe that was my goal. Yeah. All right. Do you think were you without the injury? Do you think you get there? Honestly, I know that I. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, I think so. And so that goes away. So when that goes away, in soccer, like this dream, in essence, disappears. Yes. What does that do to you? Like, do you do you take it in stride? Is that just a, a period of time where you just mourned that? Like, what <laughs> what was that like for you? There was definitely a lot of mourning. Like, yeah. it was like God really like again, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> The soul, like I've been through everything in my life, I, f- I felt like I had to fight through, you know, and it was like more. Yeah. I, and at, at some point, I just called my mom and I was like, yeah, I'm just tired of fighting, you know? Yeah. So there was some mourning, but something that we have in my family, or just as a Nigerian, mm-hmm. they teach you not to give up. So it, it's just in you just to keep fighting, you know? So I yeah. just kept fighting. So. Okay, so when does music come into play for you? <laughs> so um, after I broke my toe in that season of mourning, mm-hmm. I penned a song called On My Knees, um, and I recorded it just for fun. I put it on YouTube, and while I was on YouTube, I, I discovered a channel, a big Christian channel called Good Christian Music Blog, and I just sent it there just for fun, just to see, because I was like, okay. I was surprised that the next day, the dude contacted me. He was like, dude, this is the best Christian rap song ever. I was like, what is this? It's barely rap. <laughs> you know? So he was like, we're going to upload this. I'm like, this is crazy. This is my first song, you know? So he puts it up, and I think in a month it had like 40,000 views. You know, and from that I realized, wait a minute, I've always had this gift for music, but I never... You know, actually took it too seriously. Yeah. So that's how it all began. Okay, so that's kind of where your musical journey begins. Yeah. Before that, was music even really something in your life? I mean, I was always involved in music because my older brother is a music director. Okay. So since my parents were always traveling in church and all that, he was the director. You know. Okay. So I played the drums growing up. Um, so. Eventually, he would ask me to learn how to record and all that. So I had basic knowledge of how to do a lot of technical stuff. And when I got to America, the first thing I invested in was um, music, like technical stuff that deals with music, because that was a hobby, you know. So, yeah, I did have a lot of knowledge in music, but it was never serious. It was just, that's a hobby. Again, we're here with Victor Lucas, and we're just now even getting to talk about music because this story is unbelievable. So, who who are influences for you musically? Oh wow, this is this is going to be really weird because I'm a really scattered person. No, that's fine. So, my influences go from um, Kirk Franklin to KB to um, um, what's his name, uh, Toby Mac. Yeah. So even some secular artists, I have influences sure. with Cam. What's the name? Khalid, Khalid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of influences. <laughs> so, who out of that group? Yeah. Multiple into whatever. Like, is, is there someone you say this is kind of who I model myself after in mm. many ways? In terms of his message, mm-hmm. not necessarily his style. KB is an artist that for me, that dude is just unashamed of being called by God. And that is somebody that always inspires me. So I'd say KB, definitely, definitely. Okay, so this has been just a couple of years you're really doing music now. It's on a, in many ways just out of this season of one dream dying, mm-hmm. something else being born, 
uh, out of that yep. um, and, and really what God is doing in your life. And so you're creating music, um, you're performing, mm-hmm. you're, you're just kind of online and online presence, people li- hearing the music. Yeah. Is that Does that blow your mind that <laughs> like you came here to be a professional soccer player and now people are listening to your music? It's, it's pretty ridiculous to be honest because <laughs> I just never thought that it would be something that it would be worth pursuing, you know. And I, I honestly never believed that I was that good of a singer, or uh, until people told me that, dude, you're, you're, you're crazy good. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so musically for a second, yeah. If you could open for anybody, yeah, dead or alive, okay, who would you choose? This, this is gonna sound weird, but I would say Toby Mac. Okay, and that's not just uh, for musical decision. In terms of music and business, I would definitely say Toby Mac. All right. So, yeah. so, so, music and business. What about the business side of Toby Mac draws you in? Um, I'd say that Toby Mac understands how to how to navigate the Christian music industry. I understand. He knows how to um, let an artist be themselves, and you know, he just has the knowledge. Been a few years that I felt this way <laughs> Can't smile without feeling pain Fear that my life gon' remain the same Fear that my fam ain't gon' see the change Down on my knees every single day Tears to my face every time I pray I just wanna know, will it be okay? Will it be okay? Yeah, I just wanna sing a new song I've been right here for too long Tired of being alone You said you with me, I know I know God is on the phone
All right. So live music. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song to play live? Um, of, of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say there's a song that I made called Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reason I like that song is because um, this far most of my performances have been for college, high school age, mm-hmm. and that song is a good way to share the gospel, and um, it's very interactive. So very live. It's a very good song. Yeah. Oh, all right. Going back musically for a second, you said your brother um, was kind of the music director as your family's traveling around sharing the gospel. You start mm-hmm. picking up drums at some point in there, and you're playing yeah. that. Um, is there somebody even, maybe even this season yeah. or growing up that you would say this person really poured into me musically that kind of laid that foundation that you may not even realize was being laid? Hmm. Um, wow. I would say that Musically, my brother did have a big impact because um, if you listen, what people point out in my music is that it is such a wide, it, it has a wide reach. Um, it's not just rap, it's not just melody, but it has a lot of cultures into it. And I got that because my brother traveled so much with my parents and he had to learn how to minister to different kinds of people mm. and i would watch that and i i didn't realize that i was taking that in so now i come to this america that is a melting pot and yeah. i'm able to connect with so many different people and i realized that it's because i was present at that moment you know just taking in how he did that so yeah why do you think people are connecting with your music um i would say it's honesty people can relate to the honesty that I put out, especially the fact that there's something that I always say, I don't speak Christianese. Yeah. So um, if something is wrong, I'll tell you it's wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it or, you know, that's just it, you know. So it's drawn to the truth. To the truth. And, and, yeah. and what is reality there. So with that in mind, drawn to the truth, just honesty in your writing, what's your songwriting process like? Mm. Honestly, it has changed over some time. Sure. Um, in the beginning, um, I would create my own instrumentals, but n- as the brand grew, people would send me instrumentals, so the whole production process just changed, you know? So my my process usually begins with s- scripture, you mm-hmm. know, because I've noticed that I'm less inspired when I'm not in the Word as much, you know? So once um, I lock in on a scripture, it's like, wow, this this would hit somebody this way. And I just begin to, because scripture is intertwined, you know, so mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, this this reminds me of that, that reminds me of that. So scripture brings me to the beginning, and that just flows through. You said people send you instrumentals, mm-hmm. and then you'll feed the lyrics into that. Yeah. Does that happen often? Um Lately, yes. Okay. In the beginning, no. <laughs> yeah. Lately, yeah. What's the... All right, I, want, I want to ask two different questions here. Okay. One is, you said your, your process has changed over time. Yeah. Um, that takes kind of an awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you keep yourself self-aware of um, the things you need to strengthen in writing? Um, one thing that I've always been able to do is I've always been able to be honest with myself. Um. I've never had a lot of resources, but I've never compared myself to the worst of artists. When mm. when I put music out, 
I compare myself to artists that that have millions of dollars in resources, you know, so I want to hear what I'm lacking. What can I do with my $50 sound card that will make it sound as close to his million dollar mic? You know? Right, right. You know, that's, that's how I keep tweaking. What is it in his writing that makes it sound like the song is, never has to end? You know, so I just keep tweaking with, with the best people. I don't compare myself to people that, you know, yeah. Aren't as good. Aren't you as know, good. I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. I'm yeah. with you. All right. So when someone sends you an instrumental, mm-hmm. is is that a whole different? Because you don't know where that instrumental is coming from in their mind necessarily. Yeah. They sent you this thing. Um, it sounds good or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, is What are some challenges of... Is it difficult? Because mm-hmm. I've never done that before. Is it difficult to create lyrics in that sense mm. for music that you did not create? Oh yeah. Okay. For for example, is sometimes I'm in the mode of I want to make an album, right? And with an album, it has to come out of yourself. You know, you have to be able to put out what you're feeling consistently to make a body of work. And the thing is, when people are cons constantly sending you their stuff you then have to conform your thoughts into their work you know so that has been the um the biggest challenge um sometimes i want to make mu- music that would make somebody think and learn then they send me like a party track i'm like oh bro <laughs> no <laughs> you know so that has been something that i've had to navigate and i've had to be bold in saying okay this is not what i need right now you know, so yeah, it is a challenge, but it's something that I've grown in. Uh, we talked about your influences yeah. earlier, and there's maybe some of the same answers. As far as songwriters mm-hmm. are concerned, yeah, um, are there people that have really, um, I guess, shaped you from a songwriting standpoint and mm-hmm. lyrically? Um, I would say there there isn't the one person that I would say this is going to be shocker to a lot of people but i would say it's drake okay um drake not in the sense of his content because a lot of his content is obviously very questionable right <laughs> but, <laughs> but in the sense of i've asked myself why do people connect with drake mm. you know what is it that that makes a 40 year old mother and a 12 year old kid that has no worries connect with drake lyrics mm. you know and i realize it's everyday things you know and a lot of the times in um christian circles we tend to relegate everyday struggles in order to sound spiritual mm-hmm. you know and i've had to study how how drake has related his everyday struggles to like and put it in words that everybody can understand you know and that is i'm not yet at where I want to be with that, sure. but that is something that I study constantly. It's such wisdom in that to to as a Christian who is creating music mm-hmm. to understand that God has given people who may not know Him yeah. great gifts that He can use to teach us exactly wonderful things to then use. I think that's wonderful wisdom on your part to say, yeah, Drake. You know, yeah. I don't agree with all of his message. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously been given a gift exactly. by the one that created him. Exactly. 
um, that he's able to use in a great way. Why would I not want to learn exactly what he's doing there? Again, we're here with Victor Lucas. What challenges do you run into writing? Mm. <laughs> the truth is that sometimes you you just aren't there, yeah. you know, um, and especially when you when your main demo, demographic um, is Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's an expectation of what you're supposed to say, how you're supposed to say it. And being some being somebody that's very honest all the time, sometimes I just don't want to say what you want me to say. <laughs> you know? I was going to ask you that. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because um, you talked about earlier, you said, you know, I, just a Nigerian thing mm-hmm. is just honesty, uh-huh. which is kind of what we are. Yeah. And... But you're in a culture now, uh-huh. which is not that way. No, sir. <laughs> and so is is that a challenge of like, do you look at the lyrics sometimes and say, I know this is the honest yeah. lyric here, but do I want to say that? <laughs> is that a, is that a challenge sometimes to be on to be honest in your in, in your writing? And I know in writing is such an intimate thing that people don't always realize is is we're literally taking our heart and mm-hmm. just opening it for people to see. Exactly. So so coming from a mindset that is very honest, yeah. which is a wonderful thing, in a culture that struggles with that, mm. um, do you do you struggle to? Do, sometimes I guess the the culture you find yourself immersed in right now, does it push back against like wanting to be just real and honest for people, or is that something you've you've dealt with? Oh, it's there's always a a pushback, but then recently I've asked myself this question: Why wouldn't I be honest? And the real honest 100% reason that I would not be honest is because I'm scared of loss, Mm -hmm. scared that I would lose people's favor. And I've honestly come to a point in my life that this, this might sound bad, but it's just true. I've, I've come to a point that I'm done chasing the glory that people can give. I came to that realization, I don't want to go too far left, but because of something in America called cancel culture, Yeah. right? And I realized that the people that glorify you today, just like they did to did to Jesus, the, the people that glorify you today, tomorrow morning, if you say something wrong, they'll destroy you immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I realized that, I decided I'm only more concerned about what God thinks, mm. you know? And I've come to a place where, oh, you don't like my honesty. I'm sorry. I'll I'll check what God thinks, and if and if He's good, I'm good, and that's it. He's Victor Lucas. You know my vicious Vic. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram yep. and YouTube yep. and all these things. Is your soccer video still on YouTube? <laughs> Is it somewhere? They are well hidden away. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna get you to send me one. And I, we're gonna we're gonna check that out, uh, Victor. You've been awesome. Yeah. I love to end with a little rapid fire. Okay. okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm I should I should have brushed up on like South African questions and stuff for you about that. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday? Um, Resurrection Day, or is it called Easter here? Easter. Yeah, Easter. yeah, yeah. Easter. Easter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's even better. That's what okay. I want. I love it. Easter is your favorite holiday. What's your favorite junk food? Oh, pizza. Pizza? What kind of pizza? Uh, pe- pepperoni. Is there a specific place like um, that you like pizza from? Y'all, 
Y'all will hate me for, for, it's for okay. this. I like Little Caesar. Oh, I care what anybody no. says. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> Favorite ice cream? Uh, I don't have one. Okay. Is that something like, like, I don't know. We'll worry about that later. Okay. Name name one of the seven dwarfs. Do you know who the seven dwarfs are? Oh my! I I've I've seen it, but I just don't remember anything. <laughs> I was, I left it in there on purpose because I was like, I don't know if he's if he's seen it. It's some some obscure name he made throughout at me. That's fine. Would you rather climb a mountain or jump from an airplane? I would rather jump from an airplane. Have you done that before? No. All right. Which we should do it sometime. Oh, sure. You go first. <laughs> no. Oh, In the movie about your life, yeah. the Victor Lucas movie, what actor would play you? Um, it would probably be Will Smith. All right. Batman or Superman? Oh. Superman. All right. Why Superman? Because he can fly. <laughs> Is there like a South African superhero, that like like a cartoon or something we don't know anything about here? Uh, I'd say in South Africa, their biggest superhero is Shaka Zulu. So. Shaka Zulu. I'll Google that later. He was a historical figure, so I know if it counts, but yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. How long does it take you to get dressed in the morning? Oh, one hour. One hour. All right. One hour. <laughs> Favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, Probably... Kids Next Door. Kids Next Door. Yeah. Is that a South African show? No, it's... I've never heard a, of it. It's a Cartoon Network show. So that don't get out much. <laughs> yeah. That don't get out much. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh... Fa- Facing the Giants. All right, Facing the Giants. Yeah. What's the most useless talent you have? Uh, my most useless talent is probably... I'm 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 never punctual to the point that it's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and you both, buddy, we get along just well on that one. Last one, you're in the circus. Yeah. Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of a cannon? Shot out of a cannon. Me too. I you can't, can't get trust it. You can't trust the lion. <laughs> Hey, he's Victor Lucas. Victor, thanks so much for hanging out today, man. Anytime, bro. Anytime. We'll, we'll catch you down the line soon. Yes, sir. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. A special thank you to our sponsor, Visible Music College, a music and worship school that trains and disciples students for the music industry and the church. You can learn more about them at visible.edu. And you can reach the show at BehindTheTunes at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes.